Don't get embarrassed. I'm, not, I'm going to use you as an example, okay? And now your dad is watching, so I'm not going to do you any harm. But what Jesus is saying in the gospel is if somebody strikes you with the left hand, they're using the back of their left hand to strike you. So you will go this way, like that. Sit there. Okay. And he says, turn the other cheek. So he has, the person has to use the inside of their left hand to restore you. Thank you very much. So what Jesus is saying is not, not allow yourself to be humiliated, not allow somebody to do Don't be defined by other people's aggression towards you. Don't be defined by that. So it doesn't mean that you're just a doormat for anybody. That, that's what turning the other cheek doesn't mean that. At the same time, go the extra mile. At the time of Jesus and the people, if there was a Roman soldier passing through, and he had these heavy swords and spears and all of that, he could call on anyone to carry his equipment for one mile. And Jesus says, you have no choice in this. Go the extra mile to show them that he's not controlling you. And the same with the tunic. So we have to be aware of the context and what Jesus is getting at. There's a very beautiful line on the gospel. Offer no resistance to one who is evil. I liken it to the minute we engage with somebody who is toxic towards us, what we have to be very careful of is that it doesn't infect who we are. And it can infect us with a tremendous amount of anger or a tremendous amount of resentment or a tremendous amount of anxiety. And this is not what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to have life, and life in its fullness at all times. So there's a very famous priest, Alfred Delp, SJ, and he says, the origin of human freedom lies in our encounter with God. That word for God, the truth, Jesus, the truth will set you free. What is the truth that Jesus is talking about? It is a word called emeth, and it means God's faithful love to all of us. And therein lies freedom. The truth of that will set you free. St. Ignatius puts it very well. The goal of my life is to live with God forever. And when we keep God's love as central to our lives, that is something that is, that is there from the very beginning of our lives. It is a love that has existed before I existed. And even when I reject it, it remains God. He guarantees and establishes our freedom. So the sun rises every morning, whether I believe it or not, but it still shines. It's exactly the same way with God's love. God's unconditional love, God's powerful love is there for us. And that is the love that we have to allow enter into our lives and to, to make it the source of our freedom. And to, that it becomes personal 
and becomes a reality in our lives. So Jesus, or God, is in engagement with humankind. First started his relationship, not in the book of, of Genesis, but it was the book of Exodus. When God set people who were enslaved free, he freed the peoples of Israelite from the Egyptian slave, slavery and bondage. And he set them free because he wanted them to be free, very simply. He wanted them to be a sign to other people how God wants humankind to be. God wants us to be free of anxiety, of fear, of worry, of guilt, resentment, anger, all the negative things that can, that can keep people awake at night, can even kill them if it gets very, very toxic. And he gives us very simply um, a way in which we can be free and we can live freely. And they are the Ten Commandments. And I'm going to run through them very, very quickly, so don't get worked up. I'm not going to go explain every commandment of the Ten Commandments, but it's very simply. So the very first one, you will be free if you do not equate anything in the world with God, yourself, other people. All else becomes relative to that. So God is God. We are subjects. We are his creation. And we should not equate anything that is created with God. And if we do that, the priorities of life fall into order. And then we will be free if we trust in the name of God. Yahweh, the word of Yahweh is, I will, God reveals his word, I will be with you. Moses says, how am I going to do this? He says, I will be with you. So the God we worship doesn't create us and abandon us. He is actively involved in the life of each one of us. And most particularly, if we are going through a very difficult time. God kindles light in our darkness, delivers us from anguish. The name of God opens the gate of life to us. And that is what that the second command is, is inviting us into. And then the third commandment, observe the Sabbath and keep it holy. You will, you will be free if you accept that achievements and success are not ultimates in life. Don't let yourself be defined by others, neither by their praise or criticism. In the inner core of your being, you can find a peace which others can either give you or take away. We are always more than what we can achieve. You will be free if you are grateful for your past and you forgive the wounds of the past. Nobody has a perfect life. Nobody has come from a perfect family. But if you practice forgiveness, then you will be free. Free from the difficulties of a past life and more open to receive the blessings of a past life. You will be free if you consider the life of others as a gift. Do not consider them as rivals or competitors. Comparison is the death of the spiritual life, St. Teresa of Avila says. Whoever compares themselves to other people, they are no longer looking at God, but they are squinting at each other. I thought that's a lovely line. 
Whoever compares themselves to others is no longer looking at God, but squinting at other people. You will be free if you can love people without taking advantage of them. Never use another person as a means for your plans or ends. And always remember, in dealing with other people, respect is the heart of love. You shall not steal. Whoever clings to something or someone is not free. Possessions do not make you free. Make a habit of generosity. And gratitude always makes us free. If your life becomes a coming, cunning lie, we destroy our own happiness. Lying destroys trust. The more transparent we are, the more we radiate happiness. There's a line from Henry Nouwen when he talks about priests kind of climbing the ladder to be something like a big shot in the church, like a Monsignor or somebody above. And, and he puts it very well. At the end of their life, they realize when they're climbing the ladder, at the end of life, they realize that the ladder was against the wrong wall. Now, we have to be careful of that, too. We have to be careful that the ladder we are climbing is not against the wrong wall. And when we get there, we realize what a waste their life was. And do not impose yourself on others to buy into their friendship, turning something what is meant to be simply be, a gift, into something we try to grasp and hold on to. And the experience of genuine love is always an undeserved gift. So beginning at the very beginning, the goal of our life is to live with God forever. That is crucial that we keep that at the center of our lives at all times. It is God who gifts us with this love. We don't earn it. It is God who initiates it. But once it is initiated, we must receive it. And when we receive it, he gives us an example in the Ten Commandments how we can live a life of freedom. Freedom from everything that tries to destroy life and peace and happiness and joy in our lives. And it's something that is worth reflecting on, and perhaps something in which we can adjust our lives so that we can be free, we can be happy, and we can have peace and joy within us at all times.